Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. John 3.30 podcast. He must increase, I must decrease, is the message John 3.30 invites us to live. Incorporating this into our everyday lives can be a challenge. What keeps your fire burning? We have many wonderful ways to stay close to our faith, whether it be the Mass, spiritual readings, prayer, adoration, or the Rosary. This is Catholic Faith Life, and here's our host, Jason Nunez. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the John 3.30 podcast. This is your host, Jason Nunez, and welcome to episode number 80, number 80 for the little podcast that could hear. want to thank everyone for listening each and every single week. We have a great, great guest and a wonderful episode planned for you all today. Um, I have a very special guest, someone who I've been looking forward to speaking with since him and I connected on social media. And I'm very excited to speak to him. Um, You're going to learn a lot about this guy and um, what he has, what he brings to the episode. I'm going to welcome none other than Mr. Giancarlo Benini. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you very much. Before we get going with this episode here, we're going to go ahead and start this episode the way we, we begin all of our episodes, and that is in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. 
Jesus grant me the grace to desire it, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All righty. Mr. Benini, if you can do me a favor and go ahead and share with us a little bit about yourself, please. Absolutely. So, um... My name is Giancarlo Bernini, and I'm a magician. Uh, I just graduated from UT Austin this past May. Um, I'm doing magic full-time now, um, and I really focus on, on using magic as a way to share the gospel um, with people, whether that be um, evangelizing uh, to those outside of the church or uh, sharing a unique perspective on faith with those who are, um, you know, already... Uh, practicing Catholics. Awesome. That's but, wonderful. So you mentioned that you just graduated as well, correct? Yes, I, I, did, I just graduated. Um, and I have a degree in uh, religious studies uh, from UT. U, UT Austin. It, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. The, <laughs> it's amazing the world of social media, how, how close it really brings our world. Because I because I'm in San Antonio, Texas, and I'm sitting in the waiting room of my dentist's office one day, scrolling through Instagram, and I just come across one of your posts. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, wow, it's a Catholic magician. How cool is that? So I click on your bio, and I start reading about you, and I'm like, this guy is in Austin. He's like an hour east of me. How cool is that? Like, that, that's just amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible the way the the way that that the internet connects us, and also it serves as a really really cool uh, tool for evangelization. I mean, I've noticed that a lot of the you know big Catholic speakers in our day are using social media to get their their message out to to you know so many more people than uh, you know you could you know maybe ten twelve years ago. Um, I remember growing up in, in high school, I watched you know videos like Father Mike Schmitz and his videos and yep. Mr. Robert Barron and all those and um, crazy how, how how the audience makes you know you're, you feel like you're one on one with these people but you're you know miles away indeed indeed yeah it, it does really does really make you feel like you are one on one with them so right. you mentioned that now you're doing magic full time yeah and I, yes. I can imagine that you know that kind of brings its own own unique set of circumstances for you, you know, kind of going in into that world and just on your website, it says Giancarlo Benini, Catholic magician, you know, like the, those two words are like well, Catholic magician, like that, that kind of that, that, that can raise an eyebrow to some. And what, what I want to know for you is how do you Giancarlo, how do you keep your fire burning for our Catholic faith? From Sunday to Sunday, what works for you to stay close to our faith? Right. So for me, the big thing uh, that keeps me going and uh, keeps keeps my faith burning is community. Is being surrounded by by other people who push me to uh, 
grow in virtue and and you know strive for sainthood. Um, I was really fortunate at, at UT. There's an incredible Catholic community. They have the, the University Catholic Center. It's just this vibrant, vibrant community, um, and it's small. You know, if you if you go to other campuses, you'll see um, you know a lot more students in the place. So obviously, UT. Um, is a very secular environment in some cases and uh or they're not UT but the city of Austin is and so it's a smaller community but it's so vibrant that it completely you know you don't even notice uh because of how uh how much love there is for the Eucharist there um and so I, I was surrounded by people and I say small it's not that small there's, there's you know a couple um you know hundred uh different students in each of the different ministries so it's pretty big actually uh, and you know, you've got full you know four mass Sundays it's pretty packed uh, so there's there's a big um, a big community I've just met small relatively but um, there I was you know plugged into focus there um, uh-huh, I was yes. plugged into a lot of the different student organizations um, that were you know designed to bring you closer to Jesus through adoration shifts and things like that and so um, and, and the thing for me at the time was uh, the fact that it was on campus. So, so any time I was, I was, you know, between classes or on a lunch break or you know doing homework, is I'd, I'd go there to the Catholic Center and there'd be students hanging out. And so it, it was just about maintaining an environment and a community that was Catholic. So now that now I've graduated, um, I, I've just I just moved into a new apartment in Dallas, um, uh-huh. and I went to mass for the first time today actually um at, at a new parish um and and while i've been thinking about today and while i was there you know how how am i going to get plugged in here because it's not as easy anymore now i have to you know drive to church whereas you know like when i was in college i just have to walk from one building to another yep, yep. across the street but but now i'm here and i need to drive uh drive to church and you know meet people you know i don't know anyone here anyone in the community so 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 you know, meet people, make friends there, um, and surround myself with that community because that's that's what's key for me is 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 having that community of people present. Indeed, it is. That's that's very important. Um, my my experience with that is my fa- my wife and my two sons. We moved to San Antonio from our hometown in El Paso, Texas, about seven eight years ago, and we we moved to a city that we pretty much didn't know anyone for the most part. And so, you know, we, we came into the city and we just were, were blessed enough and the Holy Spirit really, really guided us into a part of town that has a thriving community and a thriving acts community and a thriving just faith family that is now, that's what they are for us. They're, they're our family. And the community aspect is paramount. It's, I'm so happy to hear you speak about that. It's it's honestly become a common thread through the past 80 episodes where it's it's kind of woven into almost every episode of how important the community aspect is. And um, right now with you moving in, into a new area, there's definitely um, a lot of great parishes in the Dallas area. You know, I'm sure there'll, there'll be no... There'll be no time at all before you kind of, you know, break out a card trick and next thing you know, everyone's going to want to hang out with you and there's your community, <laughs> you know, and that's um, that, that's uh, that's definitely one of the many beautiful aspects of our faith is the 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 community aspect there. It's so, so important. They they help you through the tough times 
and they're there to share joy with you in in those good times as well. Right, and the whole the whole um, I, I I feel like the whole concept of of our faith being focused on community and and being like a family because you hear that a lot like we're brothers and sisters in Christ you right. know, Catholic Church is a big family uh, but the, the focus on, on the Eucharist and making sure that that community at least for me when I'm looking for a church community I'm looking for one that's Eucharist centered that's focused on the Eucharist because I feel like that, that sacrament transforms it from uh, something that's like a family or like symbolically a family into a very real real family uh, that it just it, it transforms the community into something much greater than what it was without the Eucharist. Indeed, indeed, that's uh, that's awesome. You know, that's uh, again. Then you're then you're in communion, right? You know, Eucharist communion. So, right, exactly. Absolutely. That's great. In communion with not only God but everyone else who's a part of the body of Christ in that moment. You mentioned that that you were uh, that you were um, plugged into Focus. Um, if you can just take a moment and just kind of kind of share some of the fruits you receive from that important ministry that is involved that's that's present within your college years if i'm not mistaken focus it's it's a college ministry is that correct yeah it's a fellowship of catholic university students and honestly that's what really grounded me in my faith coming into college freshman year was um i got asked to join a bible study and i joined and then got asked into their into discipleship and their discipleship program and i mean that was the best decision i made in college it just completely showed me what it looks like to be Catholic as a college student, you know, how to um, be a college student and live the life of a college student in a way that's perfectly, uh, like, in sync with my faith. Um, and they, they do such a great job of equipping students with what they need to, to live out their faith in college and also to share that with those around them. I'm, I'm so grateful for them and what they do. It really sounds like, you know, because the, the, the college years is really when it can go one in two ways with your faith. And it, it sounds like, like focus kind of picks up where your, your family and your parents, you know, work to, to try and raise you in the faith and not necessarily continue to raise you in your faith, but keep you exposed to it and, key, and follow through that community aspect from when you're at home into college where you may not know anyone. And you, you can still have that community atmosphere, and um, you're continuing to learn about your faith while you're in college. Absolutely, no, yeah, and, and they they definitely do that that fill that that role of uh, helping you transition. Um, you know, because you know, up until up until college, you're being raised by by your parents and you know they're teaching me the faith really well and I'm plugged in but it's kind of through them and then when I'm on my own it was, it's good to have the, this network there not in the it's not the same because now you're taking responsibility for it it's your job to show up it's your job to, to join to be a part of that but um, but they're there and they're ready and they're welcoming you know they're available um, which is which is a brilliant in that transition uh, you know thinking about where I am now which is you know I have to actively seek out a parish community there's now no one leaving flyers on my door here in my apartment saying hey come to mass on Sunday right <laughs> and so and so sure. the fact that there's like during my college years there was a middle uh, you know from you know high school being doing what my parents were doing to now where it's just completely on my own with no one actively seeking me out 
um, to join the, their church community. Uh, college in focus, what they did in that time was they 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 helped me through that transition of you know inviting and being being and reaching out and and making sure that I uh, was you know that if I if I chose to participate they would always be welcome and inviting and providing a structure for me to grow in my faith so that now today I know what I'm looking for because I'm looking for a community like that because right. because now that I don't now that I'm, I'm apart from it I need to I feel it. I feel the, the difference. I say, I, I, you know, in the past three days, I'm like, I need to find a community here as quickly as I can. <laughs> That's like not what I have there. Indeed, indeed. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep you in my prayers for that as well. That you do find that community, and I definitely ask, uh, ask our listeners to, to definitely go and do the same because it is, it is such a pivotal part of our faith, and it's such a pivotal part that helps us continue to keep that fire growing. You know what I mean? So that's uh, definitely something that um, um, so it's definitely a, a call to action for my listeners there to kind of keep Giancarlo in the prayers that he does find that community that he definitely is seeking. Um. I'm looking at your website here. So I'm on your website at catholicmagician.com. And I, I love that website, by the way, that web, that, that web address. So that's awesome. Um, it, it says on here, using the art of illusion, Giancarlo is able to share a unique perspective of faith and what it means to seek truth. His Catholic faith, a BA in religious studies and a love of, a love of apologetics have allowed and inspired him to create a program tailored to Catholic audiences. So, you know, offhand, you know, some people may say Catholic, and some people may say magic and religion. Well, that's maybe two different worlds. So um, I, I definitely don't want you to give away your act, but uh, can, can you kind of speak about, you know, the approach you take when you're putting together a program that is tailored to to Catholic audiences, whether it's a, a youth group, whether it's a, a retreat, whether it's some kind of a fellowship net or a conference, you know, what 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 kind of approach do you take in putting that together? Absolutely. Um, so so for me, first first off, um, when I'm integrating those two, and you say you know Catholic magician, that sounds like a, a weird a weird thing. Um, for me. It, it actually flows well um, in my head uh, because of my definition of what magic is in its art form. You know, when you think of magic, you know, there's a lot of different things. You know, you might think of, you know, uh, a you know magic show, a, a good magic show, but you might also think, you know, of, uh, you know, some of the stuff in the face that we shouldn't get close to, you know, some of the darker stuff um, because magic is a very broad word sure. uh, that can encompass a lot of different things. You know, you hear a lot of times, you know, Catholics stay away from magic. They're like, what are they talking about there, right? Uh, and so for me, um, when I talk about magic and call myself a magician, I am purely talking about doing illusions for entertainment, right? I'm doing card tricks. I'm doing, I'm doing tricks that are, um, use psychology and illusion and, you know, fancy, uh, props and, uh, decks of cards, um, and a lot of practice to make it seem like impossible things are happening. Um, and, for, and and with with entertainment being the goal, nothing more, nothing. Uh, in terms of of you know, because back in the back in the day, uh, what what is it? Maybe like 
you know, a couple hundred years ago. Magicians were known for claiming to have supernatural powers and claiming to do weird things. And, right. You know, that has changed. They don't do that anymore um, for the most part. Uh, you know, now it's very clear it's entertainment. It's all illusions, it's all tricks. Yes. Um, and so if you take, take a magic, or say, you know, think of what, what a magic trick is and, and define it, um, you break down that definition of the what, the why, the how. Uh, for me, a magic trick, and I would say in general a magic trick, is an illusion that's presented theatrically for the entertainment of an audience. Um, and each of those things has a component in it that I try to relate to my Catholic faith. So uh, an illusion is a discernment of what is true and what is not. That's what an illusion does, is it makes you ask the question of what is real here, what is true and what is not. Uh, theater is all about showcasing beauty and showing something beautifully and presented it, presenting it beautifully. And uh, entertainment is about bringing joy to other people and doing something that is good for them, doing, doing, doing something good by giving them joy. Um, and so in that definition of magic, an illusion presented theatrically for entertainment, you have truth, beauty, and goodness, which are the three uh, transcendentals that you hear about so often in our faith, right? God is truth, beauty, and goodness itself. And Bishop Barron talks about this all the time. It's grounded in Thomas Aquinas' theology. Yep. Uh, but that, you know, when you have truth, beauty, and goodness, that's where you find an aspect of God. And so for me, when I'm doing magic, when I'm performing, I'm keeping in mind what am I doing is I am... Uh, asking my audience to discern uh, questions of truth while, in a, while showing them something beautiful for their good. And when you have all those three things together, you create those moments of awe, joy, and wonder, which are the natural response to, to, to God also. Um, you know, you got David in the Psalms, he's, he expresses awe, joy, and wonder at God often. And so it's no surprise to me that you find, not in the same way and not the same time, but you find that same response, awe, joy, and wonder at a magic show, uh, because it does contain those characteristics of God, those elements of truth, beauty, and goodness in it, when presented in the proper context in the right way. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's, uh, I, I, as you're talking, like I'm, the wheels in my head are turning. You know, I'm, I'm scrolling through your website here, and I see, uh, I see that you've, you, you perform at conferences, parishes, campus ministries, and retreats. And I see the, I see the Life Teen logo on here. I see a logo for Our Lady of Sorrows Catholic Church. I see a logo for University Catholic Center, and I also see a Axe logo on here too for Axe retreats. Um. As you're speaking about this, I can I can certainly hear you know the the passion you have for not only magic but you know incorporating your your faith in this as well and showing your audience something beautiful and having them in awe. Um, I I could I could very easily see you you know plugging into like the Steubenville conferences. Um, it's it's something that I you know that's that's definitely uh, those are conferences that are for life team um, programs and I, I kind of see that as like a good good way to kind of start to integrate into performing your magic for these larger audiences at, as you as you already have and we're going to talk about one of your great per, uh, per, one of your great per performances coming up here soon but um just you're speaking to me here and Steubenville is popping into my head like he needs to kind of it would 
you know recommend to him that he should you know try and plug into these conferences here it's uh, i could i could see that being a, a a good path and avenue for you yeah i appreciate it. i think then that, that would be kind of um yeah that, that would be that would be fantastic uh to, to, to start to branch out into those those conferences and, and and talk about uh you know with with audiences that are already you know, Catholic, but um, especially with those with those young audiences, you know, student audiences, right? Um, with 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 their kids who maybe are looking for a, a different way to like understand an aspect of their faith, um, be able to you know through uh, some illusions explain uh, things. So I've got I've got one show right now that that's basically an apologetics based show. So it's a show that teaches apologetics through magic tricks to re- make it a little more. Uh, memorable, uh-huh. um, easier to remember what 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 the, the argument is, um, in in a, in a really entertaining way. So it's not you know like a boring lecture on philosophy, but it's it's a really interactive way to encounter apologetics. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, so that, yeah, you had a you've you've had a very interesting summer, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> um, I went on a, on a trip with my family. Um, we did a, a cruise of, of Europe, and we got to uh, stop at a lot of really cool Catholic spots. Yes, 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 indeed. And I, um, I, I, just from following you on Instagram and kind of living vicariously through you a little bit on Instagram, you know, with your different Instagram stories and your posts, I, I, I sense that you've gotten a tasting and a liking for gelato. Yes, I um, I de- I developed an obsession with gelato this summer. I had gelato multiple times a day, and I am now suffering from withdrawal oh, of no. not having gelato every day. <laughs> so that is that is the state of my uh, of my gelato craving. If you if you follow my Instagram stories, uh, you you I posted a picture just about. Um, I don't want to say not every time I had gelato. I posted Instagram maybe about like half or a third of the time I had gelato. So so you didn't even see the fullness of it. But I had I had a lot of gelato. It was <laughs> You also posed I, a, I, you you also posed an interesting question on one of your Insta it was either a post or a story. Now I'm I'm seeing here that you are a proud Gryffindor. But yeah. you posed a question about the Saints and I believe you were asking which house like would it was something to the effect of which house would certain saints be in if I'm not mistaken yeah so that 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 so, kind of sparked kind of a mini internal debate in my mind of yeah where which house would they be in <laughs> that's fun yeah no I'm a, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan I love Harry Potter um love the grown up and so and I collect like Harry Potter props um, and so I was just thinking about it, uh, and I was thinking about it because for some reason, uh, um, I was thinking about Thomas Aquinas, and I was like, oh, well, he's clearly a Ravenclaw. And I don't know why that thought came into my head, but I, when I think about Thomas Aquinas, I'm like, he's a Ravenclaw. Um, that's his Hogwarts house. And then I was like, gee, I wonder if you could sort some of those things into houses. Um, and there's some that were tough, some that I was like, you know, I don't know. Because, because the problem with Hogwarts house is that they try to, like, make people one-dimensional or you know, narrow them down to one character, one defining characteristics, which, you know, we can't do that with people. Um, but, but I did, there were a couple that I was like, you know, think to rest, he was probably a Hufflepuff. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. I could, I, I, I could definitely see that. I, I uh, could definitely see that indeed. 
Now, that that's not the extent of your interesting summer. Um, you graduated from University of Texas, and right. you you also had an appearance on Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Yes. So so Penn and Teller Fool Us is the is a TV show that uh, where magicians come on and try to do a magic trick in front of Penn and Teller, who are uh, the biggest names in magic right now. They're up there with David Copperfield up in uh, in Las Vegas. Right. Uh, you know, if you think about who the biggest magicians right now are, it's like David Copperfield and Penn and Teller are like the big names. And so, so you do a trick for. And it was, I mentioned that because David Copperfield is actually on the same episode that I was on. That's right. Um, later on in the episode, which was really fun. Uh, but I. I did a trick. Um, yeah, so, so so I go out, you go on the show, and you do a trick in front of Penn and Teller. And if Penn and Teller can't figure out how your trick works, uh, you win. And that's that's the premise of the show. Um, and so I went on, and I did one of my favorite tricks. It's a, it's a time travel routine. Yep. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yep, yep. That's... Uh... That that was very very entertaining. Um, I I'm going to say this. You know, you're you're just because I, I I I look at things right. So you're the the pacing of you delivering the trick and of you explaining things and of your of your movements and honestly, you know, look look looking at that clip when I saw it, I'm like, this guy is a professional magician. Um, that's that's, that, that's what came through on the screen, you know. Not just because I'm talking to you right now, but just looking at it on um, the, the 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 way you paced, the way you spoke, your cadence, your movements, your delivery. You know, it it, it all came through as this guy is a professional magician. And I, my family and I, we had just seen in Penn and Teller. It's kind of weird. I think that's maybe how I came across the video because um, Penn and Teller they were in San Antonio. Uh, I believe it was in May or in April. And uh, oh, really? yes, and we caught the show. It was, I think it was at in May because it was kind of like a like an end of the year, end of school year, um, kind of like okay, kids, you guys did good in school this year. You guys had good years, so this is kind of a good reward for you all. So, um, not gonna lie, splurged maybe a little bit more than we should, but we were probably like three rows from the front. And uh, so, because I, I I wanted my my boys to see the magic up front. I didn't. Right, I didn't. Right. I didn't want them to kind of be in the back and and hear it and kind of see it. I wanted them to actually see the magic up front. And yeah, no magic. Magic is you've got to see it up close. That's one of those things that the closer you are, the better it is. It's not with every art form, but definitely magic is like that. Indeed, indeed. And it it was a great show. You know, we were we were my wife and I were a little cautious. Like, well, will this be age appropriate? Will it not? You know. Pen's kind of pen can kind of say something sometimes, so we're like, no, right. we're going to do this. So we did it. Thankfully, it wasn't too bad. Um, there's this one. There, I'll, I'll give you two examples. There's this one trick that um, that Teller does. Like, first of all, I think it's Teller. He plays the upright bass. Like, he's a no. I think it's Pen. One of them plays the upright bass. I was like, "Wow, that's pretty impressive!" Because they played it during during the performance. Yeah, that's that's Penn who plays the bass. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's right. He's playing the bass while Teller's doing a trick. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's what's going on. And the 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 other kind of what got me was the nail gun routine. 
that 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 nail gun routine. I'm not sure if, if you've seen that by Penn, but he has a yeah, trick he does yeah. with the with the nail gun. That that had me like kind of like wincing in my seat, like oh no, don't no, don't do that. What are you doing? So right, right, right. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great routine. Um, in fact, I don't even want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen exactly. it. If anyone ever sees the show live, that is such a great routine with the nail gun. I love it. Indeed, indeed. We were fortunate enough to get a picture with Teller after the show, and oh, cool. we actually heard him speak. That was one of those moments where you're like, what in the world? I heard his voice. How cool is that? So he was super, right, yeah. super nice guy, as patient as could be. There was a crowd of people around him. People were jockeying for positions to get a picture with him, and he just had to take a moment and say, okay, everyone's going to get a picture. If you guys can just step back, we'll do this. And he was so he was so gentle. He was so nice. He smiled at everyone, shook everyone's hand. He took everyone's picture. It was, it was such a positive experience. And I, I think right. moments, moments like that, they really go a long way. They really, really, and they're one of the few few guys in Vegas who do that because even in their show in Las Vegas, if you go see their stage show in Las Vegas, they will go out to the lobby after the show and take pictures with every single person and meet every single person, uh, which a lot of guys don't do. A lot of guys you have to like pay for like a VIP package or something to to, to go meet meet with them. Sure, uh, but but they will they will go out there and meet with all their fans after the show. Um, which is really inspiring because you know when I I'm thinking like if I ever get that big I wanna I wanna be able to do that like them I wanna I wanna I wanna be able to be great to grateful enough to my fans to the fans or whoever comes to see the show the audience and 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 uh, to the point where uh, they stay to the very end and take a picture with every single person um, which which is incredible because I mean these are celebrities and. And I'm talking like like the biggest names in magic right now. So, yeah, exactly. So I just I appreciate it. I love that they do that so much. Indeed. So let's let's go and talk a little bit more about your appearance on Fool Us. So do you, do you? You know, athletes have routines. You know, sometimes they wear the same socks until they lose. You know, they get ready in a in a, in this in the same sequence. You know, or they have some kind of a pregame routine. Um, you being so grounded in your faith when you're going to perform especially on a level as being on a network television show that airs prime time do you do you have some sort of a is there a prayer or is there, is there a moment you have before you go on where you just kind of take a minute to kind of kind of ask the Holy Spirit to kind of guide you or how do you approach that yeah. as far as incorporating your faith into your show yeah um I I try to pray before every show um, and ask ask the Holy Spirit to just move uh, through the audience and help draw the audience closer to Him um, in whatever way He can uh, using me during the show. Um, and and I know that His you know His ways are, are different than mine. So I don't uh, you know I have I specifically during the show there's moments where I try to like convey certain things, certain truths, certain ideas. Um, but I know that God is, is, is bigger than that and he might be moving in a completely different direction. So I just ask that he, you know, steals each other. There's a song by Toby Mack. Yep. He's a Christian, uh, yep. I know it yeah, well. Christian rapper and he, yeah, he, uh, sings a song called, uh, Steal My Show. Um, and, and I listen to that a lot sometimes before I perform. Um, it's about, you know, if you listen to the song, he's getting ready to go up on stage and he's asking God to steal the show which I think is a really cool way to think about it. Indeed. Um, and then, um, 
sometimes when I'm if I'm nervous before a performance, um, like Ken Teller, I was very nervous right before I walked on that stage. I'll I'll just say a lot of Hail Marys and Our Fathers because I'm in that state where it's like I'm too nervous to come up with words in my head. <laughs> so I'm just using the words I already know, yep. saying, you know, God, help me out here. Just I don't know what to say, so I'm going to say these Our Fathers and Hail Marys. But, like, you know my heart right now. I just I, – I, I'm too – too scatterbrained to think of words right now. <laughs> so, so, so that, that's the thing. And, um, yeah. Gotcha. That's a, but, but definitely prayer, prayer before a show is, is, is something, it's a, it's a routine and a discipline that I try to, 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 to ground myself in because I want to ensure that, um, I stay, my magic show stays grounded in my faith. I never want, you know, my faith life and my magic show to feel like two separate things. Um, I want to bring God into it. And so, um, I, I feel like praying before a show is, is one way to maintain that. Um, I'm talking about second, obviously when I'm doing Christian shows, church shows, Catholic shows, I'm, I'm, um, I'm sharing the, the thing through it by nature, but whenever I'm doing a show that's, you know, in a secular, right. um, environment, um, making sure that Jesus is still as much of a part of it. I can bring Jesus into it to the degree that I that I can, and that He will, you know, I, if He wants to, to move in a way that I don't even plan or understand, making sure that I am completely open to that uh, is, is really important to me. Indeed, indeed, that's awesome. So, um, what I'm going to go ahead and do is um, I'm going to go ahead and put a link on my social media for that appearance that, that you made on on Fool Us. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to give uh, credit to the network because in, 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 in the little opening segment when you're kind of giving your background before you walk on the stage and you, and, 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 and you perform the trick for Penn and Tiller, um, there, there's a shot of you, I believe it's in your cap and gown, in a church. And yeah, so so in the in the in the opening se- sequence for the Penn and Teller show, right? Um, you know, they do an interview with you, and they ask you all about what you do and why you do it and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I I talked about a lot of different things, um, and I talked about my faith a lot. But you know, they ask you a ton of questions. It's like an hour long interview, um, and one of the things that that I was like in my head, I was like, I'm hoping that the gospel is shared through this, and um, I don't want to force it. I don't want to like try to force you know, a conversation about faith in the middle of this random interview on TV, but I <laughs> answered the questions honestly to the point where, um, you know, I didn't feel like I was hiding anything, nor was I forcing anything. And luckily enough, they, that's the angle they took on the, on the clip. If you watch the, the clip at the very beginning, the first 30 seconds are me introducing myself and they talk about, uh, my faith, a, lo- a lot during that bit, or they, they let me talk about it right. a lot, and that's the because because that hour gets you know cut down to like thirty seconds, right? And they they I, I was really really thankful that they decided to to share that aspect of what I said. Indeed, yeah, that was that was super cool to see. There's there's little moments where where our, our faith is visible in network television, like especially in prime time, and it's like wow, that's that's pretty cool. Like I I. It almost takes me by surprise, like, but it, it it's a good surprise because it, it brings a smile to my face when I see that. Um, it's that was a, that was definitely um, was definitely a good good moment there, and um, 
just like you, I was happy to see that as well. So that, that's fantastic. So where do you go from here, Giancarlo, with your magic? So right now, um, I am trying to reach out to churches, uh, to youth conferences, things like that, um, and in, uh, to, to, to try to do as many shows as I can. Um, I'm kind of at a place where I'm trying to uh, discern whether my magic is uh, meant to be uh, evangelistic in the sense that I'm sharing the faith uh, through magic shows with those who are outside the church, or whether I'm doing shows in churches for uh, those who are already uh, believers, but sharing a unique perspective or, you know, encouraging them in some way uh, through my magic. Um, so right now, I'm just doing a little bit of both of those, and I, I've been loving it. Like I said, I've got a show right now that focuses on, on apologetics and sharing ap- apologetics. Uh, that's that's my main, my favorite thing to do is perform for, uh, like, college and high school students um, and, and share... Uh, share my uh a perspective on faith with them through through my magic show so those are the kinds of shows that i'm that i'm looking at right now and that i'm hoping to be doing a lot more of in the near future um but but right now it's it's, it's yeah i'm making that transition from being a student to uh being a full-time magician and seeing uh how that how that goes is is you know it's very much up to god right now i'm hoping he he has a plan because right now it's it's a little fuzzy for me, but I'm also confident. I I I I don't know what what direction I'm going to go, but um, but things are definitely moving and things are going well right now. So you know, I always feel like faith is you know that analogy of the car in the fog, where it's like you don't see the whole road, but as long as you can see the next you know three yards in front of you, yep. you can go those three yards, and then you see the next three yards and the next three yards, and you keep going, and that's that's how I'm feeling right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Looking at your website, I see here under shows it says faith based show general entertainment and fundraisers so so it looks like it's not it's uh you know you incorporate your faith although you, you're not it, it's, it's not one-dimensional so it kind of opens you up to other opportunities as well um and again just looking right. looking looking here looks like a kind of as far as those faith-based shows looks like it's conferences uh parishes uh campus ministries and even retreats as well Right, all 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 of those are um, some are, are places where I, where I perform and where I love to perform and 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 good good venues for that. So so I do you know those faith based shows where I'm actively talking about the faith. Also, the church doesn't want an explicitly like faith based show where I'm like talking about the gospel during it, but they want to just have a general entertainment, just a fun magic show. Um, sure for the community or whatever you know, um, I do that too. That's you know general entertainment, and then. Also, if uh, if they need fundraisers, you know, because sometimes you know they say, "Hey, can you come do a show? How much do you charge?" And I I, um, I tell them that we can do it that way, or you know, say, "Well, the other thing is, um, bring me in and sell tickets to the show, and then we split the the, the percentage of the tickets, um, and that way they don't lose money; they make money." Gotcha. Um, and and so if, if churches are looking for fundraisers, magic shows are a great way to do that. Indeed, indeed. What what, what is the connection with with Axe retreats and and your shows? Um, have, have you performed like like your 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 performance at an Axe retreat or just because I yeah, see the logo so, on your so, website? So I'm uh, curious. I did. Yeah. So 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 those logos that are there are 
are places where I've uh, performed for one or more of their events. Um, and, and I've done a couple of shows at, uh, at act retreats, local act retreats, different places. So like a lot of retreats want to have like evening entertainment or entertainment right before a big spiritual, uh, you know, like a big confession or adoration or, um, to kind of take, you know, balance out the retreat a little bit. Uh, so I do, I, 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 I've done shows at retreats, um, um, like that. Um, those are, those are, those are some of the most fun too, because it's an environment where people are, are already kind of ready to, to have fun, but see right. something a little deeper than what they're used to. And right. retreats are just really cool environments and experiences in general. So some of my favorite shows, uh, have been on retreat. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Already. Um, we're going to go and get to our party questions here. Sounds good. Alrighty. So first question is, if you could have a superpower. Now I, I kind of feel corny. I feel, feel kind of funny asking a magician this because even <laughs> though even though you kind of touched on it earlier, where before magicians were kind of claimed to have superpowers, and that's that's not necessarily the case anymore. It's still it, in 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 my brain. I feel kind of funny. Yeah, I, asking right. asking a magician if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? What would it be? Um, if I could have a superpower, I would teleport. I would be able to teleport uh, because travel is one of the le- the less fun parts of <laughs> being a magician. I like I like the places I travel to, but sitting on a plane or driving for several hours is just not always the most fun thing in my head. Right. And so I I wish I could just teleport places, and then we wouldn't have to deal with. Uh, covering the cost of travel and stuff it would just make life so much easier if I could just teleport <laughs> good point that is a good point right there who is your favorite saint my favorite saint is Saint John Bosco uh, uh, because he actually performed magic tricks uh, to, to share the gospel with, with kids uh, during his life and he is the patron saint of magicians and a lot of people are surprised to find that yes, the Catholic Church does indeed have a patron saint of magicians, um, and that is Saint John Bosco. That is awesome. Saint John Bosco actually has one of my favorite quotes by a saint. Yeah, that's "Run, jump, shout, but do not sin." <laughs> I love that. That's that's beautiful. It is, isn't it? It's, it's, it just it puts everything in a nice, neat little box and go, here you go. You can do these things, just don't do this. So, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. All righty. So, so, St. John Bosco, pray for us. St. John Bosco, yes, sir. This is going to be an easy question for you because you just came back from what I consider Catholic Disneyland. But okay. where, where is the coolest Catholic place you've ever been to? Um, the coolest Catholic place I've ever been to. I, I mean, I've got to give the, I've got to give the, the the very generic answer. But I mean, it's got to be St. Peter's Basilica. <laughs> I mean, I just can't can't compare that to anything else. St. Peter's Basilica is the most. This is where I feel most grounded in my faith when I visit. I just I love it so much. One of your Instagram stories, I believe you were you took a short video. I think it was of the the ceiling, the art in the ceiling, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in the in the Vatican museums, you know, you're going through the museums and they have uh, 
you know, I, I, I they, they have, it's so, so nicely decorated all the way through, um, that I just had to share it because it was, it was just beautiful. Were, were you able to attend a general audience there with uh, Pope Francis? Unfortunately, no. We weren't able to get into that. We got to go into the Sistine Chapel. We saw the, the Vatican Museum. We didn't have a lot of time in Rome that day. So, oh, gotcha. So we, 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 we did a tour of the museums, and then we went into the into the Basilica. Gotcha. And we saw the Sistine Chapel. Though. That was really cool. Who knows? Maybe one day you'll be performing for the Pope. <laughs> that would be that would be definitely something to put on the bucket list, you know? Indeed. In, indeed it would. Alrighty, so last question for you is going to be what message do you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I guess the the thing I really want people to realize is that uh you don't have to go to a magic show to experience awe, joy and wonder. Um you do that by finding truth, beauty and goodness in your everyday life regardless of what it is. And and when you when you find that you're you're also uh getting closer to God. And, and, and by by seeking out those things to the, to the best of, of you know to the furthest extent possible. Awesome, thank you, thank you very much. Um, you can find Giancarlo Benini. Uh, his website is catholicmagician.com dot uh, com. His name Giancarlo is G I A N C A R L O. And Bernini, B-E-R-N-I-N-I. Uh, you can contact him through email at contact at BerniniMagic.com. You can find him on Instagram at BerniniMagic. Uh, I'm going to definitely throw a plug out for your Instagram feed because uh, you've definitely got some awesome stuff on there. You were on a cruise ship and you were performing magic for some people. It was probably like late at night, if I remember the post correctly or the story. And uh, you were just yeah. blowing people away with your magic and with your skills and uh, definitely encourage um, all the listeners to follow you on social media um, anyone that I have listening that either works in ministry or knows someone that works in ministry especially youth ministry highly highly recommend that you contact Giancarlo Benini to attend your parish and come into town and perform for your life team group for your edge group even for a men's group women's group i'm sure that magic transcends across all ages um all demographics uh let's you know he's he's doing something that he's he's following his passion while remaining who he is giancarlo is not compromising he's remaining who he is grounded in his faith and incorporating his love for magic in it so let's let's definitely do our best to support him and help him pursue his dream and uh, all those are just blessings that come your way. So um, thank you once again for taking time out of your day and sharing with us how you keep your fire burning for our Catholic faith. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. Indeed, indeed. In John 3.30, we do find that he must increase, I must decrease. Do you want to thank the executive producers for this week's episode? That'd be Dr. Jeff Vista. Mr. Christopher Lehman, and the Men's Axe team. Thank you, gentlemen, once again for your contribution to the John 330 podcast, keeping it going each and every single week. Thank you very much for your support. Um, we're going to go and end this episode the way the Nunez family ends their time in Mass every time we attend, and that is by saying the intercessory prayer to St. Maka the Archangel, and I'm going to go and turn it over to Giancarlo to go ahead and take us out. 
Son, pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be your protection against the wickedness and sins of the devil. May God rebuke him and humbly pray. And be thou a prince of the holy, uh, prince of the heavenly host by the power of God. Cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Alrighty, Giancarlo, once again, thanks for your time. And everyone, thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your day, and God bless you all. From the day I left in the womb To the joy of the empty tomb I know He lived and died for me From heaven high above A voice came down with the dove This is my Son, and I am must increase, so I must decrease, and now my heart is open wide. I must decrease, so He can increase, He is the center of my life. He must increase, He must increase. He must increase. Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.